Blog Talk Radio. Love for you. 
yo, what it do? Welcome to another episode of Two Sides of the Story Presents, The Skybox. This is your boy, Chills. Your boy, Chaz, the most electrified man in internet radio. How y'all doing? What it do, champ? Uh, shit, we got a lot to talk about, like, from NFL to WWE to the NBA. I mean, shit, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot has happened in the last week. Uh, so we might as well not waste Hell, a lot has happened right in the last two days. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. All right, let's but, kick this off with our quick three. In the world of golf where Dustin Johnson, after so many near misses and collapses of majors, finally gets his first major of his career, uh, winning the 116th United States Open at Oakmont. Uh, but it wasn't without a bit of controversy in and of itself. Um, Dustin Johnson was actually assessed a one-stroke penalty after it was revealed that it, after it was revealed that he caused his ball to move um, on the fifth green when he went to address it. Though so he called a rules official, and the rules official determined that no infraction had occurred. Um, he uh, found out that the penalty was going to be assessed on the 12th. He had a video review had indicated that he might have caused the ball to move, which caused a lot of controversy and a lot of backlash uh, towards the uh, United States Golf Association, USDA, and and almost caused uh, what would have been another near miss for Dustin Johnson, but instead. He um, played. He played very calmly, only making a bogey on the 14th, but then played the final seven holes even par, making a uh, clutch par putt at 16 and 17, and then the birdie at 18, which basically rendered that one-stroke penalty moot at that point to finish at four under par, 276, three strokes ahead of three guys: Jim Furyk, who's a former U.S. Open champion, Scott Piercy, and. Uh, uh, Shane Lowry, who actually came into the uh, final round with a four-stroke lead. Uh, so, Dustin Johnson, congratulations to him. He got to hoist the U.S. Open trophy and gets a, vic- uh, a victory in a major. Um, story number two is a big-time story. Uh has to do with Craig Sager, a uh, cancer survivor who's worked uh, for 34 years with Turner Sports, was made a part of the uh, ESPN ABC broadcast team, the, uh, an NBA Finals game for the first time in his long and illustrious career. Um, Sager, who was diagnosed with leukemia in 2014, is is scheduled to be honored at the ESPYs next month with the Jimmy V Perseverance Award. Named for uh, Jim, named after Jim Valvano. Uh, he did work Game Six, which ended up going to Cleveland. We'll discuss that series later on in the show, but it was definitely a night to remember for uh, a longtime sideline reporter for the NBA. And uh, finally, in uh, news, quick three news. Uh, Memphis wrestling icon and WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler was arrested 
on Thursday night along with his fiance on uh, domestic violence charges. Uh, the 66-year-old Lawler, along with his 27-year-old fiance Lauren McBride, were taken into custody with domestic assault after an incident that took place at Lawler's home in East Memphis. Um, according to the arrest affidavit, uh, McBride told officers that she and Lawler had gotten into an argument that turned violent. It was alleged that Lawler held her against the kitchen counter, hit her on the left side of her head, and pushed her against the stove. She also alleged that Lawler went upstairs and she had an unloaded pistol that he put on the kitchen counter and told her to go ahead and kill yourself. Uh, Lawler told police that the that an argument started over uh, her lying about where she had been. The argument turned violent when McBride allegedly scratched him on his face, threw a candle at him, and kicked him in the groin. He stated that McBride was intoxicated and that she was the one who brought the pistol in the kitchen after getting it out of his garage. Uh, McBride tried to leave uh, but was too intoxicated to drive, and he was keeping her from getting in the vehicle to leave when she was intoxicated. So both were placed under arrest after police could not determine who was the primary aggressor. Uh, both actually, both, uh, both uh, were in court on Monday and were arraigned on the charges. Um, and because of the what had happened, Lawler was uh, indefinitely suspended by the WWE pending the outcome of this. Wow. Um, quick three. Or 27. Three. 27. His fiance yep. is younger than my girl. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, we, we ask everybody to keep this. Man, 27. But yeah, uh, we about to, we about to kick this off because we already have a lit switchboard. Over. Yes, we have a lit switchboard. So we want to yeah. run through uh, money in the bank. Then we want to take the first caller. Well, before we run into money in the bank, a big breaking story that broke yesterday, uh, all over social media. It was uh, the announcement that. Former three-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns was suspended for 30 days uh, due to his first violation of the uh, wellness of the company's wellness policy. Uh, what is your reaction to that? Hold on, I'm, I'm about to play you my reaction. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Cherish the day, won't go astray, won't be afraid, won't catch me running, you're ruling the way that I move, and I'll be That was my reaction. You ain't shit. <laughs> it's funny though. I actually did a Bobby Shamar dance to it too. Like I mean, that's how I felt though. I mean, just saying that we will go thirty days without Roman booty heads 
rain. Fuck it, I'm happy. Nigga, I'm ecstatic. I'm excited again. What makes it even like, crazier I mean, that's how is the fact I felt. I mean, I mean you lucky I couldn't find Hallelujah on this joint. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I've been reading all kind of stories over the internet that said that uh, upper management knew about the uh, failed test that would result in the suspension uh, prior to Sunday's Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view, which saw Roman Reigns cleanly lose the World Heavyweight Championship to Seth Rollins uh, in the main event. Uh, but then he showed up Monday, uh, was actually put into the main event of Battleground, which is coming up in July, and then the very next day, boom, he's been suspended. Yeah. Uh, honestly, again, I'm happy. I mean, I know it's not it's not polite to laugh at someone's misery, but when this person is the reason why you don't feel a feel the same way about professional wrestling like you used to, then fuck it, I will. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Like I, I was tired of seeing Booty Head walked out still in the Shield gear, still coming out to the Shield's entrance, saying the same boring-ass lines. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. Shut the fuck up. You're the guy that Vince wants to wants to force on us. You're the guy that has zero charisma, zero personality, zero in ring ability, and zero resemblance of that Samoan wrestling style. You are just a big dude. You're just a six foot four muscular dude with fucking wet hair. But let's right, let's kick right. off money in the bank though. Yeah, let's kick off money, money in the bank. bank. Money in the bank was definitely a very very good pay per view, uh, in my opinion. The uh, the opening, the kickoff show saw two matches. Saw Golden Truth get their first victory as a tag team over the very very sunburnt, uh, Brizango in a very comical, uh, matchup. And also, the Dudleys were upset by the Lucha Dragons in a very uh, good matchup. Now, the main card saw some very good matches. Saw Baron Corbin get the victory over Dolph Ziggler in a very slow-paced but very hard-hitting matchup. Um, Rusev was able to get the victory over uh, Titus O'Neil to retain the United States Championship. Even though, and and then after the matchup, Rusev, you know, talked trash to his kids and all that other stuff. So yeah, there was yeah. that. Uh, the New Day continued their three, over 300 uh, day reign as tag team champions by defeating the Club, the Vaude Villains, and Enzo and Cass in a fatal four way uh, for the tag titles, which was a really crazy, crazy matchup. Uh, really crazy matchup. Uh, Apollo Crews managed to get a victory over Sheamus in a one-on-one uh, affair. Uh, also, and then the uh, uh, the dream match that everybody was waiting for, 
uh, John Cena versus AJ Styles, which was a pretty good matchup. Uh, AJ got the victory thanks to some help from uh, the club, Anderson and Gallows. And, uh, hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't game. matter. A win is a win. That's a win right. is a That's win. Right. That's right. A That's win right. is you a win, damn it. it. Fuck it. We yeah, real your fans. We know all about that. Hey, listen. <laughs> and then the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match itself uh, saw the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose, uh, get the uh, victory uh, in that one, grabbing the briefcase and securing the Money in the Bank briefcase, which gave him a shot at the WWE World Heavyweight Championship uh, anytime he wanted. Uh, now we go to the main event, which was Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the World Champion, World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, it was a back-and-forth match, very high-impact, very you know good match. We saw Seth Rollins nail not one but two pedigrees to get the victory and become the world heavyweight champion over Roman Reigns, but his celebration would be short-lived as Dean Ambrose came from under the ring and from behind, laughing, CrossFit Jesus, cash again, money in the bank, nailing dirty deeds, and ladies and gentlemen, your new WWE world heavyweight champion, the lunatic friend, Dean Ambrose. I got to tell you, I marked out so much when that happened. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to you, too. I was like, it's about damn time. It finally happened. They finally gave Dean the belt. After teasing him for goddamn shit two years. (laughs) Yeah, man. And then uh, Dean Ambrose became the second fastest man. He had the second fastest cash in. Um, they had the second fastest cash in of anybody in Money in the Bank history. Uh, he cashed in. He actually cashed in after winning the the championship after winning the briefcase. I think fifty four minutes prior earlier. Uh, Kane still has the record. He uh cashed in his fifty minutes uh, after winning it to become world heavyweight champion. So, uh, congratulations to Dean Ambrose. The uh, era, the, the WWE Championship, World Championship is now in the asylum. The Ambrose asylum. And, yeah. That's exciting. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, actually, want to bring the first caller on real quick before we jump on to the NFL. There's actually got some, I guess, a, a couple of good stories. Fifteen, fifteen. Welcome to the Skybox. Hey, what's going on, Chills? What's going on, uh, Most Electrified Man of Radio? It's Mike B. How y'all doing? Mike Brown, what's going on, Mike Brown? Not no much, man. You know, I've been sitting up here just max and relaxing, chilling and cold feeling. It sounded better in my head than it did when I said it, but the rhyme I, I was already committed to the rhyme. But yeah, man, what's going on? Like bars. Hey, like drink you got bars, yo. <laughs> oh yeah, you ain't know. Yeah, but, uh, since you on Mike Brown, uh, what was your thoughts on Money in the Bank? Um, I caught like the tail end of it. I was I, as as a married man on Father's Day. Not only 
did I have a chance to watch the NBA Finals, but I also had an opportunity to watch Money in the Bank, and I also had to do some shooting for a skit, whatever. So I caught the tail end of both. But uh, I did the replay. I looked back at it. Um, and honestly, Money in the Bank was slow in the beginning because it had all the, uh, like all, pretty much all the pre-matches minus the fatal four-way. But it kind of got dull at the end. I could tell what WWE was trying to do was not compete with the NBA Finals. But right when the NBA Finals was towards the end, that's when they put all the hot matches in, like AJ Styles and, 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 and John Cena and like Samoa, not Samoa, I'm sorry, the Money in the Bank match itself and the Ambrose. Uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns match with Dean Ambrose cashed in. So if the timing of the whole show was impeccable, especially going against the Game 7 of the NBA Finals. So I actually enjoyed the overall product and the product placement of their matches. Even down to when they put Rusev and Titus O'Neil right between the Money in the Bank match and the actual main event because that's when the Cleveland officially won the title. Can't compete with that. Put the black man and the Russian guy in the match. Let's go. Knock it out. You know what? I was rooting for the black man, too. I, yeah, knew I, mean, black I thought we were going to have a New York champion. I, I knew the black man was going to fail because they made Mark Henry fail. Grimace. They made Grimace fail. So they made Grimace fail. They were going to make the world's greatest dad fail because he's an inspiration to all black men who have kids. And we can't have I mean, that. I, I, I thought with all the promotion that, that he was doing for WWE, I mean, I, I mean, I thought that push was coming. After all that promotion, but yeah, because I mean, every time yeah, you, if you go anywhere, even with the suspension, I've seen this man on commercials since he's been back. I go, I go to malls, I see this man's poster up literally mm-hmm. in malls, especially in high school. You got posters of this man for one of the char- charities that he's representing, so I mean. He's getting a lot of publicity. So I think so, his so push think, would follow that. Yeah, I don't think they would give him the belt initially. I didn't think they would give him the belt initially that fast anyway. I thought they would, like, if they were to give it to him, he'll probably get, like, maybe two top, two chances and, like, get it at the next time he'll get it, like, at SummerSlam on a bigger stage. So I can see that. So not 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 right now. I mean, like 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 uh, I'm about to say chills, but it's not chills. It's the most electrified man in that radio. Uh, like to, to piggyback off his point, um, he had uh, you know he just came off suspension, so it wasn't set a good president. Um, if this man they just come off suspension and then get a belt, now so you got to earn it. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna make money off of you. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna trick you and, and pimp you. I'm gonna do that, but. What you won't do is hold one of my belts. Fresh off suspension. Thank you. But overall, I give I give money in the bank. Maybe I'll give money in the bank an eight point five. That's a, that's fair. That's fair. Only because of the amount yeah. of filler matches they had to have, and competing with the NBA Finals. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. The NBA Finals going to a Game Seven did hurt. Did did hurt their ratings just a just a tad bit. Well, fuck that. It hurt. It hurt them a lot. Because <laughs> it's Cleveland versus Golden State, which is a rematch, right? But it's Game Seven, and Cleveland, who hasn't won a championship in fifty plus years, is on the brink 52. of winning a championship. And on top of that, 
not only is it in game seven, and not only is Cleveland on the brink of breaking history, breaking history, making history, and breaking records, the game really wasn't decided until the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. So you're looking at four quarters, four and some change quarters of nonstop, like back and forth, lead change after lead change, tie game, tie game, lead change, tie game, tie game, lead change, tie, tie, tie. And then the block heard around the world or goaltend, depending upon where, where you're sitting on your couch. And boom, Kyrie Irving for the three. Over. Mm. That's all I got. Man, that was pretty much it. Well, we actually want to talk more about the finals, but uh, I actually want to bring up a, a couple of stories, though. Uh, former NFL wide receiver, Devon, Devon Best, who's a receiver with the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns, is facing three charges after a lengthy standoff. The wide out bar- uh, barricaded himself in his car, then in his home after refusing to submit a tra- submit to a uh, traffic stop. Police entered his home and arrested him for after obtaining a warrant. And he is suspended. He's uh, suspected of endangerment, felony flight, and failure to stop for a police officer. And other NFL news. <laughs> Y'all boy Joseph Randall cannot stay out of the pan lines. What's going on? Like, I mean, uh, I, I know there's no Cowboy fans on, but, yeah. That shit, that, was, that boy, man, I don't know what's going on with that boy. That boy can't stay out of can't stay out of jail, man. He reminds me of the dude to live around my way. That family can't stay out of jail. That's how Joseph Randall is. Joseph Randall can't stay out of jail. Man. Like first, I mean he got he got caught for shoplifting Gucci guilty and some fucking drawers. Now, rah, what's good? What's good? I don't know what's going on. But speaking of Gucci guilty, I actually got someone I want to bring on. Seven six seven three. Welcome to the Skybox. Yo, I heard Gucci guilty. Yeah, your boy Joseph Randall got a uh, your boy Joseph Randall in trouble again. That's what I mentioned. Yeah, I got I got a cowboy fan. I can tease at work when I go back to work Friday. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what's but, up there, I mean, your man cannot stay out of trouble. I didn't read what he got in trouble for this time, but I heard he got in trouble again. Oh, that's because I actually matter of fact, because I actually had a story on here. Oh, yeah. Joseph Randall charged with yet another felony. That bad, my man. Another felony. Same, I think he out there. Yeah, he was charged with a felony on Tuesday after alleged making a threat against Cedric County jail deputy. Mm. Wow. Randall made an alleged threat on May 14th while already incarcerated for two previous felonies. The report did not include specific details, but the former NFL star was charged with one count of criminal threat and could face a sentence of five to seven months in prison. His previous felonies in the same district against Randall Sim uh, accused of a 
he was accused of a hit. He hit three people with his car following an argument in February. He received the second felony charge after failing to show up to his court date and dodged an officer trying to swerve him with a felony warrant. Shit. Mm-hmm. Nigga. You look at the report, he was arrested for shoplifting in 2014, which was a couple misdemeanors. He had four misdemeanors stemming from the incident at a casino star, uh, at the Kansas, City, the Kansas Star Casino in November, a speeding warrant in February, and then he was under investigation suspicion of domestic violence and possession of marijuana in February, but avoided trying to do the lack of evidence. Like, bruh. And like that bruh. man was already hey. in jail. Well, y'all remember that? Y'all remember Lawrence Phillips, right? Oh, yep. God, please don't bring him up. Oh, yeah, that's why yeah. he did play for the, uh, yeah. No, well, he, it could be he, worse. It, it could be worse. At least y'all didn't draft him. These young, uh, At least y'all didn't draft him. Remember, he ended remember. A, Dick Romero. He career. <laughs> he did. Oh, he, did. He, was, he missed the block. I will never forget in my life. Well, it, could, it still could be worse, though. I mean, Dick Vermeil gave up a lot because he invested in him. This yeah, is Dick Vermeil's like first year player. as the Rams head coach. He invested a yeah, lot in, into Lawrence Phillips. <laughs> that was his first first round pick as the Rams head coach. Yeah, I mean, well, Lawrence Phillips, shit, he locked up now. Lawrence Phillips did. looking at the death penalty. Oh, that's right. He did die. Shit. I yeah, he hung himself. Oh, my. Mm. End of Steve Young's career, man. That's the only thing I remember him for. I remember him for all the dumb shit that he did. Like, this nigga actually tried to kill. He actually tried to kill. He did a lot of dumb shit. He was on a fucking pickup football game. In the street, like nigga, <laughs> like Man. I mean, is this what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. But like, shit. I mean, I honestly, I see Joseph Randall in that same path. He is the modern day Lawrence Phillips, <clears throat> without the talent. You got a point there. I think Lawrence Phillips. Lawrence Phillips had the talent. Oh, yeah, he definitely had the talent. He had the talent. Like, he Joseph was just a dumbass. Joseph Randall wasn't bad, but he definitely wasn't, like, up there no. talent-wise. But he wasn't. Well, Lawrence Phillips was a, a superstar back with talent, hella talent. Just I mean, say he, had speed, he had the agility. He could catch out of the backfield. I mean, Lawrence he Phillips, had, he could have been a fucking Hall of Famer. That bad would just couldn't stay out of trouble. Couldn't escape that thug life. <laughs> Shit. Hey, 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 chill, bro. Real quick, I know we talking NFL, but can we switch gears? Can, can we can we talk about Agent? Can we talk about Agent Zero and his invitation to 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 Nick Young? Though, can we talk about that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we sorry. can. I mean, we, I mean, we was about to we was about to switch to basketball anyway. It's like. I don't even feel bad for uh, Agent Zero because honestly, he's he is chilling 
while he's while still getting paid from the Orlando Magic. So I mean, what can I say? Why? You know, these guys still owe this, owe this nigga over twelve million. Man. Over twelve million. But this Bama, but this Bama, uh, this Bama readers though went on, on on Instagram and hit up his boy Nick Young, who just got dumped by Iggy Azalea, and invited to a breakup party where they could raw dog some strippers, raw dog, raw dog, raw dog. Like, bruh, are you serious? Me right there. He's dead serious. They got money too. Bruh, I don't care how much money I got. I, I'm not raw dogging those strippers. Bruh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, that's that's their lifestyle, but I'm not raw dogging those strippers. It ain't gonna happen. Uh, the fact that he, I don't, I don't care if I was a trillionaire, it's not gonna happen. He put that out there like it was like it's real out here. I'm like, dog. You really want to take that man to go? Uh, That's what got him in trouble in the first place. How uh, he doing doing dirt like that? That's what got him in trouble in the first place. Just as the uh, as well, uh, Okay, I I okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Nick Young's case, yeah, that was it. Uh, but Agent Zero, oh, it was all about those two pistols. Oh man, yeah, D. I wish I had I wish I had the two pistols on right now. <laughs> I would actually play play it like a opening line from it. But nah, I'm just I'm just saying though, like, I mean, what's what's going on though? I mean, are we really promoting raw dog raw dog and strippers now? I I guess I guess they're gonna be pumping Lil Wayne on their way to the strip club. Hell, you might see Wayne they, they might see Wayne there. Honestly, you know that we, we know he raw dogs everything. You know Wayne raw dogs everything. Mm-hmm. Strippers, singers, I ain't as bad actresses. As a key to lead though, man. Raw dog and everything. I'm just saying. Uh, what was that? What was that uh, old running back for the uh, Denver Broncos? Travis Henry. He had like 20 kids. Yeah, no, that Bama. He he he. Yeah, he his career ended and he couldn't afford to pay child support. <laughs> what a shame. I mean, I mean that's what happens, John. You, you get to the point where you're a professional athlete, you think it's okay to the raw dog all these females. You either want to get an STD or you want to produce a lot of kids that your uh, pension ain't going to be able to cover. It's like they don't think about that, why they still playing, why they still getting them uh, fresh checks. Mm-mm. I don't Fuck it, look at Sean Kemp. The Rain Man. Yeah, Rain Man. He's trying, he's making a rain. He's making a rain of raw dog and chicks and now look at him. He ain't no education, man. He hurt. He can't land out of the house. He hurt. He, he made hurt. a lot of money though. He made a lot of money in his career. He did, but dude, he got to the point where he, he had to play in the NBA longer than what he what he should have because of trying to keep up with all the kids that he was making. Oh yeah. I mean you got you got these motherfuckers having kids like it's nothing though. Like what's what's going on man? You got the white he has like eight. What's another nigga? He just had his he just had a, another fucking baby. 
towards the guy like, from Kamari. Yeah. Yeah, Tony and Kamari. Like, bro, I could got, like, 13 kids, man. Oh, my God. Really? So, 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 I just got a question. Should we, should we, should we all... Make a phone call to all the Bulls fans out there. And make sure they ain't, they ain't got they, they they don't need to be on suicide watch. I'm just asking. Bo- the Bulls mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. Bulls. Uh, no. Do we need to check on? Uh, they might be relieved. <laughs> they, they might be like, relieved. They're more relieved than anything. Are they celebrating this? Derrick Rose, he bought them those titles. Yeah, for exactly. those y'all wondering what was. He couldn't get them past LeBron. LeBron. And LeBron right. left, but then they be on suicide watch. Uh, the Bull, like for those of y'all wonder what we're talking about earlier today, the uh, Chicago Bulls in a multiplayer deal sent uh, Derrick Rose to to Madison Square Garden in New York Knicks. Uh, they sent Rose, Justin Holiday, and a second round pick in next June's draft for Senator Robin Lopez, point guard Jose Calderon, and. Uh, Jaron Grant. That's according to sources close to the situation. Uh, Rose was actually entering the final year of his contract with the Bulls, even though he's had a couple of injury uh, riddled seasons. Um, he actually had some. He actually had some little, you know, some flashes this past year. Though he missed a lot of time due to a, a fracture of his orbital bone, which happened during the first day of training camp. So. Now yeah, he's going up to New York with uh, with Melo and all them. They already tapped okay. big three in New York. Honestly, still not this pleasing. might not be a bad. This might not be a bad deal for the Knicks, especially if they could bring in a quality point guard and make Rose play the two. Have Rose play the two. Give him Lexi do. Have him just as a as a scoring option, because honestly, you don't need the old, the Derrick Rose of old if you have a solid point guard. I mean, they still can make a move for uh, a lot of good point guards out there. Yeah, there's a lot of point guards out there. Come back, Rondo. Yeah, Rondo. That's uh, got that nigga name like shit. I mean, you got Rondo. I mean, his strong, strongest part of his game is his defense and facilitating. You shoot that type of point guard with Melo, with D Rose, and with KP. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. KP is gonna be the future team. of the Knicks. Yeah, KP. Yeah, be better. Looking at better. Than everybody thought. Everybody thought. Really thought. Christmas was going to be a fucking bust. He comes over. <laughs> to the NBA and finishes as the second runner for this past season's rookie of the year. Well, he's good. They don't need Dwight Howard. They'll have to waste the money. They need to get something else. Mm. I mean, I still would bring in a quality center. But not, not bring in a $23 million. Dollars. Man, nah, not, not in a max contract. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Nah, i get me a... i get me a... Uh, i get Al Hope. i will take Al Hope for... I give me a guy that's going to rebound and block shots because, I mean, honestly, that's what the Knicks need. They haven't had that since Tyson Chandler. <laughs> Somebody that's just going to do the dirty work. 
Because, I mean, the Knicks got players that's going to score. All you need is get you a shot blocker slash rebounder, have your power forward able to take some of the pressure off your center, and leave average close to 10 a fucking game. Let Melo be Melo. Let D. Rose be a scoring option. And have a point guard that's going to facilitate. I mean, the Knicks can do this. <laughs> They'll be I mean, better. I don't know what they're going to do with Jeff Hornacek as their coach, but that should be interesting. They'll be better. They'll be better. Definitely better. They'll be. They can. They'll be. They'll but be have Cleveland, a better no. Nobody's beat Cleveland. Them. I haven't seen any moves yet that tells me uh, Cleveland won't come out the East next year again with E. Well, there was another. There was actually another move made. I, yeah. I know. I know my man. I know James remembers. Uh, good old George Hill. Oh yeah, George I remember Hill. George Hill. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I swear that was one of the smartest trades the Spurs ever made. But he is now on his way to the Utah Jazz. It was announced earlier that he was that he was involved in a multiplayer trade. He's just trade big now. Yeah, he. He is now a member of the Utah Jazz. Guess who he's traded for, though? Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. Yeah, Jeff Teague. Yeah, Jeff Teague. If Jeff Teague is anything he was two years ago, then the Pacers are a player. But Jeff Teague ain't been what he was before either, so we'll see. I mean, I understand that. I understand that, but honestly, I think I think that Jeff T can have a comeback. He can have a comeback here with the Pacers because, I mean, think about it. They already have Paul George. They have their star player. They don't need Jeff T to be a star. Right. They got a nice team. At this point, they they just need him to be a, to be a role player. He used to be a beast with the horse. So, yeah, he was. So, 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 fellas, I just want to know, how do y'all feel about the epic collapse of the Golden State Warriors <coughs> NBA Finals? I'll tell you what happened. They don't have an offense. You saw the last two minutes of that game seven? Probably the worst offense I've seen in the clutch game ever. They just come down, set screen, and shoot threes. They don't have any way to get open shots. Being a Spurs fan, the Spurs run offense, so they're going to get good looks within the offense. Every shot they took was contested three. Had no open look. Cleveland was doing dirty work, got layups. Hit big shot. That's why they won. Golden State, they lived by the three and they died by the three. That's it, pretty much. At that point in the game, they they should have known that Cleveland was going to test the three. What they should have did was try to attack the basket. And they don't have an offense to run to do that. 
honestly, I would have got out of sent out of sent Draymond Green inside. I'd have let him work <clears> in a post. I mean, either he's either going to score or draw a foul. Exactly. I'm at the point in the game where I don't need to shoot a three. At that they point, just, the game they, was tied. I didn't need a three. They're trying to spread the floor shoot, some... but all I needed was two points at that point. They couldn't score two points. I mean, it, it, the fact they couldn't score two points and the fact that they had time to work the clock. Slow the game down. Do something that the Cavaliers wouldn't expect. Stop trying to spread the floor to shoot the three. Run a half-court offense. Attack the paint. But honestly, this, sh- this series really shifted the moment Andrew Bogut went down. They did. Once they lost <clears throat> their, their shot blocker, it was it. Because, I mean, they had no one that could protect the paint. That's good. That's true. I mean, people call Raymond the best defender on that team, but Andrew Bogut's presence is more felt on defense. I mean, I understand Draymond's guard multiple positions, but Bogut, he keeps Bama's outside the paint. He blocks shots. He doesn't give up layups or really ducks. The moment he went down, that was Shit, that was a series. That was really the series. <laughs> that mm-hmm. series came down to Andrew Bogey getting hurt. After that, Cleveland found new life because they was able to dominate inside. Christian Thompson come out of the blue getting double-digit rebounds. Unbelievable. I mean, the fact that Golden State, Golden State, State had that Golden State, I mean, 3-1 series advantage, and then they end up doing what they did to OKC, giving up three straight to lose the series, and this time it was not just to lose the series, but to lose the grip on their, on the NBA championship city that hasn't won a championship in nearly 60 years. That's sad, man. It was just an unbelievable turn of events in a series, it looked like just Golden State was just going to walk away with it. The biggest choke job Honestly, ever. You know what? That that was a I huge choke job. job. I mean, that's the biggest choke job I've ever seen in my life. I think I let's see. Job. You have okay, okay. Hold up, wait, wait. We we got we actually want put we actually want put this out there. Okay. You have the 2015-2016 Golden State Warriors. You have the 2007. New England Patriots. You have the 2015 Carolina Panthers. Let's see. The 1998 Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wow. The fucking was it, 82 or 83 Washington Redskins. The year they lost, they got embarrassed by the fucking Raiders when they had the league's best offense. Uh, 2015-2016 Capitals. They were the President's Club trophy winners and ended up getting Man, the Capitals of this past decade. Fuck that. I can't, I, I can't even throw it. I'm not throwing this on just one Capitals team. The Capitals of this past decade belong in this fucking category. 
because every fucking year of this past decade, these niggas have choked in the playoffs. Most of those playoffs lost, lo- uh, lost came against who? The fucking Penguins. They never broke. They never broke through, so they don't belong. Exactly. Let's see. Speaking, this is another team that I'm missing. I think it's another team I missed. It's another team I missed. Yeah. Oh, the O four, the 2004 New York Yankees. Oh. oh. Y- y'all remember that, right? They was up three, no- three, zero. three nothing against yeah. the Boston Red Sox. One game, one win would have sent them to the World Series. <laughs> and lost four fucking straight. <laughs> yep, and the Red Sox went on to win the World Series that year. To end the fucking curse. <laughs> 80, 80 plus years. Oh, man. By the way, speaking of the Caps, not to get off subject, but uh, the NHL Awards were tonight. I didn't. I just found this out. The NHL Awards were tonight, and uh, the Washington uh, Capitals walked away with two awards. Uh, Barry Trotz won the 2016 Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year, and Braden Holtby won the 2016 Vesna Trophy for Goalie of the Year. So uh, congratulations to Coach Trotz, who's okay. named Coach of the Year. Okay. And goalie of the year, Braden Holtby. Okay. Okay. Um, that's nice and all, but where was all of that during the playoffs? And I'm done. But uh, shoot. <laughs> but uh, uh, honestly, that go this past year's Golden State team uh is up there with some of the biggest, biggest choke artists in sports. Next week's next week's episode we should do a ranking of the <clears> biggest <throat> choke choke jobs. The biggest ever. choke jobs ever. Oh man. And they've all been recent. All I'm been recent. Yeah, the Seahawks did choke job too. Honestly, their choke job was because of their coaches. I understand that the Patriots were playing the run. A nigga that could have got that one fucking yard. <laughs> Hell, you could have ran Russell Wilson to get the fucking one yard. But, eh, too, too, it was too much like right. I mean, y'all still want to try to force the pass? I mean, yes, the Patriots did play play the run. However, you do not pass the ball in that situation. Especially no. when it was only second down. Especially when you still had the timeout left. Especially, you still had time on the clock. He just got you to the one yard line with a run. Exactly. You telling me you couldn't have got, you couldn't have got that one yard? I mean, you had everything in your favor. <laughs> oh. oh, tomorrow night is the NBA draft. <laughs> And it, it looks like Ben Simmons will be the first overall pick going to the Philadelphia 76ers. Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill, Hill, whatever you say his name is, will be the best player in this draft. A lot of people have been saying that. A lot of people have been saying that, but uh, I really 
a lot of people are really riding on Ben Simmons. Buddy Hill might be the second pick, maybe third. Whoever gets Buddy Hill, though, man. He's going to be a stud. Ben Simmons is going to be okay, not worth the number one pick type player. He's good, man. I mean, I never, I ain't seen nothing <laughs> great about, I ain't seen nothing LeBron about him at all. He'll be Ooh, good. I ain't seen nothing LeBron about LeBron until this past finals. <clears throat> oh. Honestly, though, the draft has brought out some memorable moments, especially when it comes to draft day trades in the NBA. So many players who got traded on the draft day. You got, shit, Chris Webber getting traded for a penny back in 93. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got Chris Kobe Webber and Shaq. Roddy Devop in 96. You got Scotty Pippen getting traded for Olden Polonese in 87. Honestly, at that time, uh, Odin was, was considered a solid center. But, yeah. Pippen, Sean nah. Kemp, and Gary Payton. <laughs> Damn, that would have nice, been a nice big three. Oh, but here would have been a ni- another nice one, though. The Utah Jazz would have kept Dominique Wilkins. Hmm. Imagine him with him with John Stockton and Carl Malone. Even though I can't fucking stand Carl Malone. <clears throat> the damn I can't stand that nigga. I can't stand Carl Malone, but yeah, I mean that'd have been like squad. Mm. But I mean, it's like the NBA is more infamous for their draft day trades. Hell, I even missed one. Ray Allen for Stefan Marbury. But I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm actually looking forward to the draft tomorrow. I'm looking to see who's going to move up, who's going to move down. I want to see what my Spurs are going to do. See if we want to get a point guard that we desperately need, or another big man to put with Aldridge. Because honestly, Tony, your bet, your best years are behind you. Yep. Your best years are behind you. They left when, shit, they left a couple of years after Eva Lagoria left you. Your best years are gone. At this point, you are not even a fast point guard no more. You can't drive to the basket like you used to. You just can't. <laughs> right now, he needs to be Andre Miller. Be that Wiley veteran. Oh, one more story. I want to. I want to actually go over before we get off, though. Okay. <sighs> Yesterday, ESPN's first take had to say goodbye to Skip Bayless. Yes, indeed. God damn it! Was it? Damn! I wish I actually had that to play. But nah, those who don't know Skip Bayless, he was he's a reporter who was actually the 
one of the co-hosts of ESPN's First Take, along with Stephen A. Smith and the moderator of Curry Champion. Lord. Lord. Oh, my boy. Curry Champion can have all my babies. Man, what? Let me get my thoughts back. Okay, here we go. Yeah, uh, Skip Bayless, I mean, he was known for pretty much being the over-the-top Cowboys fan who thought they could do no wrong no matter how badly they sucked. He was also a Spurs fan, so it was like, I couldn't beat him down too much. But, I mean, honestly, though, people say they're not going to miss Skip. Honestly, that show was going to miss Skip Bayless. (laughs) Yeah, because he said some dumb, crazy shit. But he, he stuck to it. I like yeah. Skip. I'm actually going to watch Fox Sports. He said some real off-the-top shit. Like, he thought Manziel was going to be the truth. <laughs> but he called Tim Tebow. But, uh, yeah, oh, he, oh, yeah, he called that perfectly. Yeah, honestly, I hope he's right about RG3, though, even though he's not a redskin no more. Honestly, RG <laughs> has the talent. It's just it's his injury that's going to kill that's going to kill him. Yeah, I think I've been seeing stories think, that he's like he's been doing pretty good to start off with his training camp in Cleveland, but yeah. now he's been struggling. So uh, we'll see what happens. I saw a report where uh, Bernie Kosar actually gave him praise for what he saw from him. So it should be interesting. Are we about to actually get off air? Any final thoughts? Go Spurs, go. Go Spurs, go Skins. Capitals, y'all better fucking do something. Nats, Orioles, let's get it. DC Uh, needs a title. (laughs) We cannot ask the DC United for so much. Right. Uh, beg Kevin Durant to come home. That's my final thought. Oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Nah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. He don't, he, don't like, he don't even like coming here to visit. He don't even like coming here to play the Wizards. <laughs> oh, by the way, the uh, Nats are currently playing out in L.A., and they're currently up 2-1 to one in the bottom of the second, so that game is still early. Uh, for for those guys right there, hopefully they can get something going. Uh, the Nats actually currently have a a nice little. They currently have a nice little uh, couple games lead on the New York Mets in the NL East, so they're actually sitting on top of the NL East. So they're doing something so far with the All Star break coming up in a couple of weeks. But we're not. We wait till September. Go Nat. Make me proud. All right, Chilla. Well, all right, child. It's been real. It's been fun. This has been Chills along with Champ. I want to thank my man James for calling in. Also, I want to thank Mike Brown for also calling in. This has been right. this week's episode of Two Sides of the Story Presents The Skybox. We will see you next Wednesday and every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central. All right, y'all, we're out of here. Those